Hey, welcome back to another episode of Hero Talk, the mostly, mostly. weekly podcast from Rooter Hero Plumbing and Air. I'm David, one of the hosts here, and with me is... Kat! And together, together we're, we're on, on the attack. attack. <laughs> Better than last time. Alright, so before we start, you know what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to ask a favor. Okay. And that favor is to please... Please. Rate, review, and share this show so we can make Hero Talk grow. Yes. Yep. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, the little thumbs up. I think, <laughs> or if you're at uh, anywhere else, whatever. I don't know. Double tap. Double tap. <clears throat> this is on Comment. Facebook. You can't double tap. It's just stupid. <laughs> but you can leave the thumbs up. You can leave a thumbs up, yeah. All right. So... Last week, because this is episode 39. Wow. I know, I know. The podcast is almost as old as me. Um, it's almost 40. I'm almost 40. Almost. Almost. So, last week we talked about New Year's resolutions. Yes. And stuff like that because, spoiler alert, last week was like New Year's Eve. So. Yeah. Yep. And that's what the episode was about. This episode is not about that because we've already talked about that. But have you started on your New Year's resolution? Yeah, I did. Yeah? I did. Me too. Yeah. And it is, what, the fourth now? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still going strong, which is like an American record. So there you go. We have to beat the ninth. Yes. We'll keep you guys updated. Yep. So. Ow. (laughs) So. But what I wanted to do this week is elaborate on something that I brought up last week mm-hmm. with uh, with John Coyan and yourself and yes. me. I was there too. And that was the 80-20 principle. Yeah. Which states that like 20% of your, of your activity produces 80% of the results. Right? Now, it's not always an exact equation like that. Sometimes... 10% of your activities give you 80% of your results or 30% will give you 70 or what have you. 80/20 is just shorthand for the rule. Okay. Right, where a small a small like minimum amount of the efforts that you do produces the most results. Okay. Right? So because that's just the way it is. So, there's a book out there by Richard Koch spelled K-O-C-H, mm-hmm. which you can make plenty of names about his, or plenty of jokes about his name, <laughs> but Richard Koch. So, but we won't, because he seems like a, like a good dude, <laughs> you know, and, and he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that from us here at Hero Talk. No. He can get that from his buddies at the bar. So, so. what we're going to talk about is, he, he has a book called The 80-20 Principle. Imagine that. And it's based on this old Italian mathematician named Pareto, who came up with it after witnessing things in his garden, I guess. Or at least that's what I've heard the story is. And then he was like, oh, uh, this this, uh, equates to a lot of other things, like who has the most money and who has the most land and blah, blah, blah. They're old Italian stuff. Who has the most pizza? You know, gobbledygook, baby. 
No offense. <laughs> I don't speak Italian. Me neither. I speak movie Italian. Um, all right, so what I'm going to do is we're going to read a little bit of the book. Okay, because right. I've never read it. That's fine. And you know what? Look how big the print is. I don't know about the. This is the PDF. It might oh. not be this big. I don't know. Um, also, a very good audible book. So, all right. So, 80% of results, outputs, or rewards are derived from only 20% of the causes, inputs, or effort. About 80% of the world's energy is consumed by 15% of the world population, okay. um, for example. 80% of the world's wealth is possessed by 25% of the world's people. In healthcare, 20% of your population base and or 20% of its disease elements will consume 80% of your resources. So it equates in a lot of different fields. The 80-20. The 80-20 principle. Okay. So and there's lots of uh, charts and bar graphs and... If that's your thing, visuals. If that's your if visual things are your are your jam. If graphs and charts and pictures are your thing, then you'll love this book. So, all right. So there's a there's a little section called "Are you working to make others rich or is it the reverse?" Oh, interesting. You know, because everybody wants to be rich. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be financially secure yes and remember the more money you make the more change you can make in the world very true so that's very true yeah i was about to go off on a tangent on that but i'll save that for another episode okay. so another episode yeah ah, let's just do it now <laughs> okay <laughs> all right why wait why procrastinate you know all right so a lot of people and this kind of ties back into last week's episode you know they want to be rich they want to have a million dollars in the bank although that's nothing now so let's say 10 million in the bank okay to be fair i just said a million dollars is not a lot i have nowhere near that so um me neither (laughs) so it's a lot to me so but you know if someone was ransoming someone they asked for a million, it would be like, uh, yeah, okay, here. You know? No. (laughs) At least not for me. No, no, no. But, like, someone important. Like, if someone was ransoming the president and they asked for a million, they'd be like, yeah, okay. A million is nothing to the rich. Right, 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 right. But to us, it's a lot. But let's say you wanted a hundred million in the bank. Okay. Right? Cool. You get a hundred million in the bank. Now what? Can a person go through $100 million in a reasonable lifetime? Yeah. They right. could. It they would be could. it would be difficult. Like they'd have Depends to buy Depends what you do with it. Right. Right. But but like if they don't have a plan with it, if they don't have a purpose in their life, right? They're going to they're going to waste it all, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to buy all the vices there are in the world, right? And then they're going to die poor and miserable and alone okay but if their goal is to have a million or a hundred million in the bank because they want to help others like i want a hundred million in the bank so that i can donate this much to this charity Mm -hmm. or i want a hundred million in the bank so i can open up this many homeless shelters yeah or anything like that it ties it in and one that goal will be easier to achieve 
because it's actually working towards something and it's not just for personal gain. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with personal gain. Yeah, obviously you want to be secure yourself yeah, as well. Exactly. Because it's, it's like when you're on an airplane and it's crashing, and you have to put the oxygen on yourself before you start helping other people. Exactly. Right. But in order to do that, you need to make lots of money, right? Mm-hmm. And and then use that money wisely and actually have a purpose in your life. Yeah, I agree. So that had nothing to do with this episode. But the more you know. Yeah, just my personal thoughts on the matter. There's nothing wrong with having money. And I know right now a lot of people are saying there is. Um, but if the people with the money are helping people and, you know, ha- giving it to causes or, you know, solving causes, mm-hmm. then awesome. That's what money is for. So, mm-hmm. um, so. Are you working to make others rich, or is it in the reverse? That's what we were talking about. Yeah. All right. So the author soon became convinced that for both consultants and their clients, or whoever, effort and reward were at best only loosely linked. It was better to be in the right place than to be smart and work hard. It was best to be cunning and focus on results rather than inputs. Acting on a few key insights produced the goods. Being intelligent and hardworking did not. Mm. So... Using the 80-20 principle for that, if you're, if you're just focused on working hard, if you're focused on being busy, you're not going to get the results you want. You want to find out what activities you're doing that, thank you, uh, what activities you're doing that's giving you 80-90% of your results and then focus on those things that you're doing so that those, that 80-90% that of the results are better, mm. right? So there's a, uh, there's a quote by Tim Ferriss that says, being busy is an act of laziness. Oh. It's lazy thinking and being unprepared or something. You can look it up. <laughs> something along but those lines. But a, a paraphrase of Tim Ferriss, which might have been a paraphrase of someone else. I don't know. But you're cool, Tim Ferriss. Um, <laughs> Tim Ferriss, of course, being the author of The 4-Hour Workweek. Oh, got so, it, got it. Yeah. You didn't know. I didn't know his name. Yeah. But I remember the yeah. four hours. That, that's a good book. So, sadly for many years, guilt and conformity to peer group pressure kept the author from fully acting on that lesson. He worked far too hard. And by that, he worked on the wrong things. Got he it. was working on the 80% that was only giving 20% of the results. When it should be the other way. Exactly. Got it. So, and then how to use the 80-20 principle, right? There's two ways. There's the 80-20 principle has required an 80-20 analysis, right? Which is a quantitative, whatever that word means, method to establish the precise relationship between causes, input efforts, and results, output, rewards. Um, Quantitative is like how much? Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> Playing to the audience. Um, just kidding. Um, so the 80-20 analysis is precise, it's quantitative, it uh, requires investigation, it provides facts, and it's highly valuable. Right? Okay. But then there's something called 80-20 thinking, which is a complete mindset. Right? So it's a little fuzzy, right? Because it's not exact. Okay. Um, it's qualitative um it requires thought 
It provides insight and also highly Funny. valuable. So, which one do you think would be better? I think for everyday life, 80 20 thinking, thinking. is better. Um, so, as the author says, a new and complementary way to use the 80 20 principle is what I call 80 20 thinking. This requires deep thought about any issue that is important to you and asks you to make a judgment on whether the 80 20 principle is working in that area. You can then act on that insight. 80-20 thinking does not require you to collect data or actually test the hypothesis. Consequently, 80-20 thinking may on occasion mislead you. Mm. It is dangerous to assume, for example, that you already know what the 20% is if you identify a relationship. But the author argues that 80-20 thinking is much less likely to mislead you than is conventional thinking. 80-20 okay. thinking is much more accessible and faster than the 80-20 analysis although the latter may be preferred when the issue is extremely important and you find it difficult to be confident about an estimate. Okay, so, so the thinking is more of an estimate. Yeah, exactly. So, and like 80-20 analysis, uh, the example the author uses in the book is like a bar and what customers drank how much beer. So, okay. and it came out 20% of the patrons of the bar were drinking 80% of the beer sold. So if you if he marketed to those people and to people like those people, maybe alcoholics, um, <laughs> or people that just like to have a good time, you yeah, know, whatever. Casual. Yeah, casual alcoholics. Um, I don't know. Um, but then he could sell more beer, Got right? It. So if he wasted his time on the 80% of the people that were only consuming 20%, well... It's a lower... It lower, yeah, income. lower profit. Yeah. So, all right. So the 80-20 analysis is used for... Um, one use is to concentrate on the key cause of the relationship, the 20% of inputs that lead to 80% or whatever the precise number is of the outputs. If the top 20% of beer drinkers account for 70% of beer consumed, this is the group that a brewery should concentrate on reaching in order to attract the highest share as possible of the business from the 20% and possibly also to increase their beer consumption still further. Mm, like you were saying. So, yeah. For all practical purposes, the brewery may decide to ignore the 80% of beer drinkers who only consume 30% of the beer. This simplifies the task immensely. Um, a firm that finds 80% of its profits come from 20% of its customers should use this information to concentrate on keeping that 20% happy and increasing the business carried out with them. This is much easier as well as more rewarding than paying equal attention to the whole customer group. Um, a lot of the times good, good marketing people will do 80-20 analysis of what marketing campaigns are working, mm -hmm. right? Um, Managers will do that with their staff if they have, uh, you know, metrics to go off of. So if uh, you run a shop or a call center or anything like that, it's good to perform an 80-20 analysis at least once a quarter. Okay. So that way you can find anybody who's lagging behind or people who are excelling. So um, another example of this would be 80% of traffic jams occur on 20% of roads. Um, if you drive on the same route to work each day, you will know that roughly 80% of delays usually occur at 20% of the intersections. Um, 
The second main use of 80-20 uh, analysis is to do something about the underperforming 80% of inputs that contribute only 20% of the output. Perhaps the occasional beer drinkers can be persuaded to drink more, for example, by providing a blander product. Maybe the beer is too strong for them. Mm. So you just find what's not working. Exactly. fix it. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so it goes into like an education interactive teaching system that replicate the technique used by college professors where questions are addressed randomly to any student in order to combat the 80-20 rule where 80% of classroom participation comes from 20% of the trainees. Right. In U.S. shopping malls has been found that women account for 70% of the dollar value of all purchases. And that women make up, of course, 50% of the population. Mm. So, but they... There are 70% of all revenue at malls and stores. Got it. So, all right. So, 80 20 thinking and why it is necessary. So, back to the book. 80 20 analysis is extremely useful, but most people are not natural analysts, and even analysts cannot stop to investigate the data every time they have to make a decision. True. Life would. Life would grind to a shuddering halt, as it says. Most important decisions have never been made by analysis and never will be. However, however clever our computers become. That was the same sentence. Um, <laughs> therefore, if we want the 80-20 principle to be a guide in our daily lives, we need something less analytical and more instantly available than 80-20 analysis. We need 80-20 thinking. thinking. So... 80-20 thinking is his phrase for the application of the 80-20 principle to daily life. Um, as with the 80-20 analysis, we start with a hypothesis about a possible imbalance between inputs and outputs, but instead of collecting data and analyzing them, we estimate them. 80-20 thinking requires, and with practice enables, us to spot the really important things that are happening and ignore the mass of unimportant things. It teaches us to see the wood for the trees. Wow. So, 80-20 thinking is too valuable to be confined to causes where data and analysis are perfect. For every ounce of insight generated quantitatively, there must be many pounds of insight arrived at intuitively and impressionalistically. That is a word. That is. Apparently. This is why 80-20 thinking, although helped by data, must not be constrained by it. So goes on to say, to engage in 80-20 thinking, we must constantly ask ourselves, what is the 20% that is leading to 80%? We must never assume that we automatically know what the answer is, but take some time to think creatively about it. What are the vital few inputs or causes as opposed to the trivial many? Where is the haunting melody being drowned by the background noise? 80-20 thinking is then used in the same way as the results from 80-20 analysis to change behavior and normally to concentrate on the most important 20%. You know that 80-20 thinking is working when it multiplies effectiveness. Action resulting from 80-20 thinking should lead us to get much more from much less. So, real life examples of that could include what you're doing at the gym, right? Okay. 20% of your activity at the gym are giving you 80% of the results. That's usually true when 80% of the time you're spent waiting to use equipment. The equipment. <laughs> While someone is curling in the squat rack or taking selfies. Or you don't want to walk past someone that's recording themselves. So you just wait until they're done. It's like, come on. Come, really? <laughs> come on. So, 
But do you, can you think of any other area where it would be? At the top of my head, no. Okay. So. But just like overall in like, mm-hmm. I've never like used this rule or yep. like applied for, it. For a lot of people, it's a very new concept. Yeah. So. It's a different concept for sure. But now that like I know about it, mm-hmm. I feel like I might catch myself using it. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing that's giving me the most results? Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that. So. Application of the 80-20 principle implies that we should do the following. Celebrate exceptional productivity rather than raise average efforts. Okay. Look for the shortcut rather than run the full course. It's like, why not? Exercise control over our lives with the least possible effort. Be selective, not exhaustive. Strive for excellence in a few things rather than good performance in many. Yeah. So, I agree with that one. Yeah. Delegate or outsource as much as possible in our daily lives and be encouraged rather than penalized by tax systems to do this. You hear that, IRS? Don't track my Zelle payments over 600 um, <laughs> Choose our careers and employers with extraordinary care and, if possible, employ others rather than being employed ourselves. How you doing? Um, only do the thing we are best at doing and enjoy the most. Look, nice yep. Look beneath the normal texture of life to uncover ironies and oddities. In every important sphere, work out where twenty percent of effort can lead to eighty percent of returns. Calm down, work less, and target a limited number of very valuable goals where the eighty twenty principle will work for us, rather than pursuing every available opportunity. Make the most of those few lucky streaks in our life where we are at our creative peak and the stars line up to guarantee success. So a lot of this actually can be tied into like minimalism. Mm-hmm. So, and there are people that take minimalism to the extreme where all they have is like a chair. <laughs> so, but as a concept, minimalism works when you it, strip yeah. out everything that has no use. Very right. True. Although, as human beings, or at least Western human beings, are usually our goal is to collect as much stuff as possible. <laughs> so that's why people have shelves of books they've never read, or they have read and will never read again. Right at that point, they just become decoration. Yeah. Right. True. So, or you know, DVD collections, or CDs or other things that you collect. Yeah. Those those silly things that are in every store in the mall. Um, forgot what they're called. The pop things. The Funko Pops. Yes. God, those are stupid. I don't have any. Me neither. <laughs> me someone, personally. Someone gave me one and I I gave it away like immediately. Oh. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's just I used to collect. Or not collect things, but just, like, I would just keep them there. But now, since I, like, have a smaller place, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Another big one is wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Right? Wardrobe. So, you only wear about 20% of your total wardrobe. And, I mean, the 80% of it really could be thrown away. That's where uh, capsule wardrobes come in. Or donated. Or (laughs) donated. Yeah, donated. (laughs) Yeah, probably donated. Donated. Speaking yeah. of that, I have like five giant trash bags full of clothes I have to bring. See? So, 
Yeah, I keep forgetting to do that. Mostly because I don't think they'll fit in the trunk of my car. Oh, so, that much? Yeah. Of stuff I just haven't worn in trips. years. That's so much effort, though. Maybe they'll come pick it up. So, but anyway. Um, so minimalism, 80-20. Yep. Just focus on the things that will move you forward and either automate, delegate, or eliminate everything else. Oh, I like that. Say yeah. that one more time. I forgot what I said. Automate, automate delegate, or eliminate. or eliminate. All the trivial many that will not make you go forward, right? Or that someone else would enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So, or if, something like eliminate would just keeps you there rather than moving forward. Yeah, just get rid of it. There's no purpose to it. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for a lot of people because they have ego to really let go of things. Mm-hmm. Right? Even sometimes, like people, like friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Negative. Yep. Friends. Um, Negativity. Underperforming employees, right? That won't change or won't improve. Um, yeah. Because it. Hard conversations, right? Although, here's another Tim Ferriss quote. Someone's success in life can be measured by how many uncomfortable conversations they're willing to have. So, do you think this is something that you could, uh, that you could implement in your own life? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, at first, like, the concept of it was a little, like, complicated to Mm -hmm. me. Like, I didn't understand the percentages but like yep. after you explained it and like read yep. through some of the pages I I understand it a little bit more yeah yeah I think it's uh good for anybody to try mm-hmm. because it's uh it it'll make the most difference in your life it'll get you going forward and it will help you eliminate the things that are holding you back definitely right? it'll help you become more productive rather than busy because there are three things that going into my new year is work less, earn more, enjoy life. And by nice. work less, I mean doing the 80-20 thing. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm doing both at the office and with home stuff where it's not moving anything forward. It's just busy work. Mm-hmm. And I can easily automate that. Or delegate. Or delegate or eliminate. So, okay. And then... You know, earn more because why not? Why not? Exactly. Yeah, why not? And then enjoy life. Because enjoy life is a good one. And once you get rid of all that busy work that's not getting you anywhere, you have that much more time mm-hmm. to actually go out and enjoy yourself and your family and yeah. whoever. So, all right. That is this week's episode of Hero Talk. Yeah. Remember to like, review, rate, and share this. And we'll see you next time for episode 40. 40. Bye. Bye. Bye.